What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. So something I've been thinking about lately, it's not a fully baked thought yet, more like a thought experiment still. More like a strong direction my intuition is pointing towards. I don't have the answer. I often ask myself why I get certain things done and leave other things undone. What happens when I commit? What characteristic is at play that keeps me coming back for more and keeps me sticking to my commitment versus other things where I hesitate to commit and naturally those things don't get done? They don't build a place in my life. They don't have a chance to become a habit. I'm constantly asking myself, what's the driver behind completing tasks and days when a lot of tasks get accomplished to to make that day productive? I naturally am asking this because if I can figure out what the driver is, what drives those days, and I can point to it, then I can blame it, or maybe even use the knowledge of that driver on other days when I'm not as focused, not as productive, to then get those tasks done that aren't getting done. And yes, it starts with the differentiating factor being that there's a commitment level difference in tasks that get done and ones that don't. Despite whatever my knowledge or clarity is on the matter, there's a difference on the commitment level. Some of the things I'm leaving undone haven't been accepted as a real commitment by some fundamental part of me. But the entire reason for this discussion, because the dissonance that exists, comes from other parts of me that still on some level expect that thing to get done by me. Even though I'm not committed, there's another part of me that still expects it to get done, expects my performance in it. In some way, it wants me to accomplish that or have it as a part of me. And it totally disregards or has no respect for my lack of commitment level. It still demands that I show up for those loosely committed tasks in some substantial way. And then I feel bad and I'm Like I'm failing on my expectations of myself on things I haven't even fully committed to because somewhere inside of me, I've given it some value. And I probably should eliminate some things that are weighing me down that truly shouldn't be expected of myself that are low priority. But in doing so, I have to be careful. I'm eliminating things for the right reasons that I'm actually taking things off my plate that I haven't committed to because they are of low priority, not because of some internal hesitation or fear or emotion. And I think that's where I'm back to this conversation where there's these group of things that I haven't fully committed to, but I definitely continue to expect from myself internally, but I make less progress on it than other things 
And I'm primarily sure it's because of this reason of commitment, this commitment level difference. So in trying to figure out the driver of what causes completing tasks and leaving tasks undone, what I'm starting to realize is my level of commitment has some hold on it suffocating one thing or letting another thing flourish. And I have no problem with being completely militant with myself and adhering to mandates of discipline. I've learned to kill my heart and desire for a long time in my life. So that muscle is probably stronger than anything else in my entire body. So submitting all actions to the force of will is not something I'm a stranger to. And I've something I've done and did so well that, that I even considered it a strategy for living life. You have a problem? Just suck it up and shut your mind and just change this and move on. Sometimes now I think I'm too soft and maybe that hard-nosed iron will part of me was the best part of me. But over time, I've realized that it's not a long-term strategy. I've started to value other things in life like joy and meaning and actually wanting to do the things because of the want instead of the have to. So we're talking about my commitment level here. And I can force myself to be committed to things out of discipline. But over time, I've realized that the mandate of my discipline is not a fruitful strategy for someone who is now starting to realize that what he wants out of life is also some joy and meaning and wanting to do things because I actually want to do them. As much as I can live up to the have to do things, as much as I have no problem with forcing myself to get things done, as I've gotten older, I've started to believe more that we aren't here to amass a bunch of success metrics under the gun of stress, under the gun of anxiety, pressure, will, or strained effort. And this is by no means a knock on discipline. Don't think I'm throwing the entire importance of discipline out the door. It comes with me. It stays with me. It's built into me on a daily basis. But now from a healthier place, serving a actual grounded purpose from my desire. I now have this belief, especially accepting my role as a creator of life and not one that follows the laid out social ladders that we're all told to climb in some predictable fashion. Like life is already figured out, like we just have this one game to play. I have this true belief that in our acceptance as creators of the world, our version of heaven on earth that is meant to be created by us, why wouldn't that be created in the vision, in the imagination with this 
beautiful interplay of ease facilitating prosperity? Why wouldn't there be a convergence of contribution while it being compelling? Why wouldn't desire lead discipline? Why wouldn't I, the creator of my world, create a world of joy where everything flows to me with infinite ease? And that's not some woo-woo abundance mindset crap. You have to pray while you move your feet. No one is rewarded for inaction. I'm not saying you're ever free from the work that's required. But I mean it in the most practical of senses. You can design what that work looks like. You're not free from the work, but you can design what that work looks like. And being a creator of your world, especially as an entrepreneur who openly accepts the role as creator of the universe, but also in every other role in life where it's less obvious that you are the creator. In the most practical of senses, our job is to cast a vision for our life and bring together the resources required to make that happen. And yes, there's definitely people who make a great living dependent on their working 18 hours a day in their business and they're proud of their hustle. And there's some, there's something valid about it. And we can debate hustle culture on, on, on a different episode. But there's equally as many examples of people who don't have any less results, but have realized their business and income goals and wealth goals through an entirely different vision. Again, that doesn't mean they don't hustle, but their hustle looks a lot quieter. It's a lot more strategic, less chaotic, less activity, more deliberate. There's plenty of these examples of people who casted a vision to build in a bunch of joy in a specific part that's just best suited for them in their business based off of their desires. And we all have this choice in the kind of limitations and stories that we accept to the pathways that we think gets us to an imagined life that we have. And the rest of these intangibles follow desire as the primary captain. The resources that you recruit are led by your desire, what vision you cast. And our peak effectiveness is found in some common ground, some synergy of knowledge, of savvy, of skills, of discipline and desire. Some synergistic common ground of all four of those. That zone is where most likely we experience joy, where we're most productive, where we find the most meaning. Desire is where it all begins and can end. And you can't train for desire, not in someone else. You can most likely easily identify in others whether they have some burning desire to succeed. And in yourself, you can definitely learn to cultivate it. But without desire, the rest of the intangibles fall apart. 
I can have all the knowledge and savvy on what to do and why to do it in my mind. I can have all the skill and how to do it. But if I don't have the desire, the motivation to do it, the want to do it, then it all falls apart. And if I just had the desire, I can be missing one of the other pieces of this trifecta. I can be missing the savvy or the skill and make up for it along the way just by using desire as the steam that charges me forward. The same single source of fuel without which the entire operation shuts down. Desire. And here's the thing. Desire is a you thing, not an anyone else thing. No one else can coach or motivate desire in you. People can inspire or share the spirit of action or perception, but desire is entirely our job. And even then, our relationship with desire requires wisdom and an appropriate level of understanding or It can rule us. Desire can rule us. Desire is a fickle and at times dangerous thing if not bounded to being guided by some long-term direction. You have to look at desire and use desire to have it ground some long-term views of life. Relying on desire on a moment-to-moment basis can prove to be erratic and disastrous even. We can't be anchored to how we feel and what we want in the moment. Children do what they want. Adults have a plan and do what they need to do. And desire is about having a vision for your life to be built into that plan that you then follow for life. You build in your desire into a plan for your life. And then you use daily discipline to follow it. Not moment-to-moment direction. That's where the role of discipline and commitment come into play. But let desire provide the comfort to that discipline and commitment that it's leading them in the right direction. And then that desire and commitment becomes easy to keep. And for the purpose of our discussion today on desire... And it leading to discipline, which then lets us harness savvy and skills. I'll stop here before going too off the charts on this discussion of desire. Because if you venture down this road, there's philosophies in the East that point to desire as the source of all atrocities and to be rid of desire being the pinnacle of achievement. And I guess... Once you have used and utilized the tool of desire to lead your discipline, to mobilize all your knowledge and skills, to create a world for you that is now so saturated with evidence of successfully having manifested your desire by using the tool of desire in a successful way where you are surrounded by nothing but things that you have desired, I guess at that point, the only thing left to desire is that which is not desired, a life without desire altogether.
and I'm quite a ways away from that nirvana. So until then, let's just use our desires to manifest a bunch of Bugattis. You with me? Love you, family. See you in the next show.